welcome to the Connect Podcast. My name is Mike Dean. I am the uh, Children's Ministry Director here at River Valley Christian Fellowship, and I am standing in today for Pastor Derek, our normal host who is out of town. He's in Florida. And so I'm here today with Aaron Wheeler, who is our Student Ministries Director here at the church, and with Jill Shepkowski, who is our Community Life Director here at the church. And uh, so thank you so much for being willing to tune in. And uh, don't don't leave because Derek's not here. Give us a chance before you uh, turn your podcast off. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna have a good conversation, I think. And uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the things that we've been reading or have read in the past. And uh, so share some of the things that we've read that meant a lot to us, and uh, just talk about and hopefully maybe inspire some of you guys and give you some options for your summer reading, uh, some things that might also inspire you uh, or be a blessing to you. So welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. So what kind of books are we going to talk about? Just Aaron's deep books or, or, uh, no, Aaron, <laughs> I think Aaron is our nonfiction reader in our group. Probably our, maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Jill, do you read a lot of nonfiction too? I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Jill maybe is too then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I read nonfiction cause Derek makes me, <laughs> uh, and because I need to sometimes to know something, but I'm a, I'm a, uh, you know, fiction guy, star Wars books and stuff like that. Yeah, Logan. Logan's not on mic today, but he agreed. He gave me an affirmation there. Sounds like Aaron likes fiction, though. He's yeah, been I'm, reading a lot of... Yeah. Much, much of my reading as an adult the last 10 years has been fiction for school and work and whatnot. But but the last year, just through COVID and kind of being sick and tired of Netflix and Hulu and whatever else, uh, just really been diving into some fiction reading. And, and I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good for us. I think every once in a while to be entertained in some other way, maybe, mm-hmm. than by the screen sometimes. So it does. Absolutely. All right. So anyway, why don't we start? Why don't we just start by going around and sharing a favorite? Jill, you want to start? What? What's a just a favorite, a book that made a difference for you mm. or that you loved? Well, if we're talking about fiction, probably my go-to book would be Francine Rivers' The Mark of the Lion series. It's in my list. It is. It's just a beautiful picture of what the early church looked like um, and seeing people come to know who God was, but in a really compelling story. Um, There's three books in the series. My recommendation and the recommendation of most people (laughs) is that you just pretend that third book doesn't exist because it's not worth it. We're going to say something like that again in a minute, I think, probably. Right. But the first two are just amazing. You read those, yeah. right? Oh, I love them. A- except the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The the first two I love. Okay. So it's a historical fiction yes. series mm-hmm. and it's based in the time right after, uh, r- right after the apostolic period. So, uh, the apostles, I guess are still alive. At the, yeah. Uh, I think John is even in it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. He's briefly mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so, and so it's one of those cool, uh, stories that historical fiction pieces that kind of you're just outside of the biblical narrative the whole time. Which right. Is cool. But for me, I always love to be able to picture what things really look like. And that story did it for me to really grasp the concept of what the time was like, what it looked like, what people were struggling with. And, um, yeah. So yeah, there's a number of, uh, historical pieces, uh, fiction literature that I think is good for Christians to mm-hmm. read because it does help give us some biblical context. I mean, it's not Bible, it's not sacred, but it, it helps us maybe get a little feel for the cultural realities at the time. The Bronze Bow. I don't know if either of you have read that, but the book, The Bronze Bow is a little bit like that. Uh, and it takes place also, uh, during 
the biblical period, mm-hmm. but it, it really helped me. That book really helped me to understand um, the zealots and what was going on and what it meant that two Christ disciples were zealots. And anyway, it just gave me some context. So, yeah. Uh, Lots of really good life change mm-hmm. that you see in characters who evolve over yeah. time. And it's just like really great. Several complex redemption stories. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's really good stuff. Yeah, I agree. Right, Aaron, what about you? What's a favorite? Well, I think a recent favorite is a book that I just read uh, by a Christian author named Charles Martin. Uh, the book is called Thunder and Rain, and it is about a Texas ranger who is a single dad, <clears throat> and he meets uh, a woman and uh, her daughter uh, who is in trouble, and being a Texas ranger, he helps her, and, and there's this whole uh, story of, of just the pain and suffering that this woman and her child have been through, and, and then the relationship that gets built, and uh, just just this great kind of story of sacrifice and, and what that looks like and uh, kind of showing and illustrating who God is uh, through the life of this Texas Ranger. Cool. Absolutely incredible story. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And out, a little bit outside of that fantasy realm. We, it's good that Aaron's here. <laughs> 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 because otherwise all my books are going to be like fantasy and allegory because and some Star Wars stuff because that's all I... Uh, nerd, nerd books. Yes. Oh, thanks. Hey, thanks hey, for sorry. that. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's Sorry. probably true though. That's, there's truth, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if you're listening and y- y- all of your friends, uh, like to hang out and play Dungeons and Dragons kind of stuff, then we like the same books probably. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a good chance that we enjoy the same books. Uh, so I, I am a fiction reader. I love to read fiction. So I could have picked a lot of, a lot of favorites, but I, I, I think for my favorite today, I'm going to pick the series by Ted Decker, black, red, and white. And yes. kind of like Jill said a second ago, there's a fourth book green, skip it. Like nope. just don't, don't waste, move on to some other series because, uh, yes, <laughs> everybody will not agree with that. I've never read that series, Mike. Yeah. I don't understand why you don't get it. Get on your game, man. And read that book. No, Aaron's been waiting for me to bring him those books to read for three years. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time. Just keep praying. Uh, they're allegories. And mm-hmm. I, I love allegory. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just love, I don't know. I like the game of figuring out uh, what the metaphors mean and what they relate to. And, and I just really enjoy allegory. But Ted Decker did a great job, I think, on those allegories. And some, there's some word pictures in there that I really, really love. So yeah, I think I would recommend Black, Red, and White by Ted Decker. Can you, I've read them too and love them so much, but like tell a little bit about what the storyline is for that. Oh yeah. So it's kind of a dual storyline. Uh, so at the very beginning of the allegory, it, it presents a dualistic worldview, which, yeah, so now I'm getting all nerdy. I know. So, but the, it presents from the very beginning and just really helps you imagine a reality where there is a real spiritual reality and a real physical reality happening at the same time and how there's interplay between the physical reality and the spiritual reality. So there's these, there's these two stories going on that involve it's, it's very relevant because there's a pandemic involved, right? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a pandemic mm-hmm. involved, a deadly virus, and maybe uh, we don't want to read about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, never mind. That's <laughs> a different kind of pandemic. Yeah. This one. But at the same time, uh, in in a in a spiritual reality, um, it's about a character uh, learning over time. About first, he learns about 
right and truth. And then he has to learn about grace and forgiveness. And then it's just a, it's just, it's a uh, yeah. really cool series of lessons that he then brings into the rest of his real life experience. Yeah. Is the pandemic sin? Uh, no, it's a, that, that is in the physical reality. The pandemic is, I, I'll tell you what the image, I'll tell you one image from it. It just made a huge difference for me. Um, the, the, uh, sin is compared to a skin disease. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful metaphor. And it goes through an Old Testament period where uh, the people in the spiritual reality have to bathe in these special pools each day. And, and that keeps the skin disease at bay. If you don't keep it at bay, you lose track of what is real and what is true and what is good over time mm-hmm. and, and begin to not even realize that you have a skin disease. And then ultimately there's a, so yeah, there's this really cool picture of, mm-hmm. uh, of sin that I, and it's a metaphor that really, I think, uh, speaks powerfully. The uh, other, to me. the other part that happened in that book that I really enjoyed was just the playfulness of people's interaction with God in the oh, story. Yeah. And he, he would like stop get gravity in the mm-hmm. other world and everyone would just kind of yeah. be floating around or he would come into the water when they were swimming and they would have mm-hmm. interactions with him there. And it was just like such a great picture yeah. of maybe a new earth or what God looks like with, um, without the boundaries of our yeah. current world. Right. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. And drowning, drowning is another, uh, we don't want to give too many, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 what's the word? Things that ruin the story. Spoilers, right? Yeah, we don't give too many spoilers. But there, it's just a series full of rich metaphor and allegory, right. which I, it meant a lot to me. It mm-hmm. really did. Mm-hmm. So uh, so, uh, so next, can we just tell something about a book that made a big difference for us? Do you guys have a book, not just that you loved or that you would recommend, but one that just spoke to you at a time or in a way uh, that, that changed you or made a difference or shaped who you became in some special way? Yeah, I'll go first. The The first book that comes to mind is... Other my, than the Bible. Sorry. <laughs> if you choose the Bible, so help me. On this podcast, if you pick the Bible, well, I'm, I'm out then. <laughs> you can't go better than that. You can't. So what just, are we going to do then? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Aaron. Go ahead. So the, the first book that came to mind was uh, Tim Keller's book, uh, Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. It It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, he kind of works through the Bible uh, in a biblical theology fashion, uh, trying to understand pain and suffering uh, from a Christian worldview and what what that looks like uh, and how do we as Christians uh, see and interact with our pain and suffering um, as we as we live it. Uh, and how God enters into that. And, and that's a book that um, over the last couple of years, as I've had opportunities to preach, and I've used that as, an, as illustrations before and pulled quotes from that book, but that would be uh, absolutely one book that, that has just had a tremendous impact uh, on my life through, through some, some of the difficult times that I've faced. Awesome. What yeah, I need to put that on my list. Yeah. Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. Okay, yeah, Tim cool. Tim Keller? By Tim Keller. Okay. Yeah, you can't go terribly wrong by reading stuff from Tim Keller. Yeah, it's it's not <laughs> it's not a super easy read because yeah. the guy's just incredible, incredibly intelligent, and uh, but it's it's a it's a good read. Mm. Very cool, Jill. Mm. You want to go next, or you want me to jump in? Go ahead. All right. So this is going to sound super ch- children pastory, 
children pastor like? And, you know, I think I think the book outside of the Bible that has made the biggest change in me, both as a child, it started as a child and as an adult, was C.S. Lewis's series, The Chronicles of Narnia. And I, mm. so everybody says that. So now I, I hate to be another guy that said it, but it was it was that series that introduced me. Uh, I think it was actually through that series that I first understood both the sacrifice that got Christ had made for me because for somehow reading Aslan dying, uh, was w- appealed to my imagination and helped me understand what Christ had done better than reading the, uh, better than mm-hmm. reading the crucifixion did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it even helped me learn as a child how to respond to what he'd done because I got to see how the characters, uh, in the, in the book responded to what had yeah. happened. So, so yeah, that series, it also, it is that series uh, that made me a reader. Hmm. Um, because I wasn't a reader. I didn't read books. Uh, I didn't read books. I never read a whole book, uh, until after I graduated from college, uh, even in college, I never read a whole book. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm an auditory guy. We're so gonna I ask Mike what his GPA in yeah, college was. <laughs> I could listen and get by. So that, uh-huh. that for the most part worked out. I didn't read a book. And when I got out, uh, it was kind of like COVID for you. When I got out of college, I went and bought a TV, which I had never grown up with and watched solid TV for like two months and then felt terrible about myself <laughs> and my life. That's just me. And I'm like, I got to do something else. And uh, I, I, I thought I was going to read a book. And I remembered my dad reading that to me as a child. And that's the first thing I read. And I loved it again. And it began kind of a, um, I be it, it, it transformed me into somebody who enjoyed reading and continued to read and continued to learn that way. So a very meaningful book for me. I started reading that series uh, to the kids. What, the first one is The Old Man in the Attic? Or yeah. What's, yeah. Uh, what's the it? Magician's Nephew. The magician. is the one you're, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> close. Yeah, that wasn't even close, but... <laughs> there is an old man in the attic. There is an old man yes. in the attic, right? Yes, yeah, that's so, right. Okay, I got part of it right. Uh, we started to read that, but then baseball and softball season yeah, started. Yeah. So mm. start, we're going to get back to it. Start with... Uh, well, you can start with that one. That's the first book in the series. It is the first chronological book, yeah. If you if you want to read them in like the chronology of the thing, it's the first. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. I love They're great those stuff. too. My favorite now is a horse and his boy, mm. which I just love. That's also my daughter Emma Jo's favorite. She wants to name her first child Bryn after the horse from <laughs> the Bryn. Well, okay. <laughs> and another child, I think Bree, Bree and Bryn. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> I mean, I was always a little partial to Rippy Cheap in there, but Cheap. <laughs> I don't yes. want any grandkids with that name. Oh. <laughs> okay, but Rippy Cheap is cool. Uh-huh. That is a cool guy. That's fair. Yeah. Yes. Yep. All right. So, Jill, you ready? Uh, yeah. So, there's a lot, but when I think of a book that I think really set me on a path, it would be uh, Jen Hatmaker's Interrupted. Because that was the first book that I read that really showed me that church is more than the building and life is about more than just getting stuff done. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was really, I think she said something in there about being too busy doing church instead of being the church. And when I first came on staff here, it was a struggle for me to really separate I don't know if separate is the right word, but to be able to know and be a part of all of the background work 
and be here on a Sunday and go into service and think, oh, there's so-and-so. I forgot I need to talk to her about this thing. Or, oh, shoot, that, that thing didn't happen the way that we had planned on it going. And getting lost in kind of the business of church and not remembering that we are on mission. We are supposed to be on mission and that life is messy. People are messy. It's not always going to look the way that we want it to look. Um, and at the heart of it, it's just about spreading the gospel. And what that means is loving people. And so that book really just kind of put into practicality things that I had been feeling and how, how to make life more of a being on mission instead of just, um, checking the box of Sunday. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the title game. It was Gin Handmaker. What was the title? Interrupted. Interrupted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful. That's another one that should be on my reading list. Well, yeah. at least we haven't all read exactly the same things. There's some uh, intellectual diversity here mm-hmm. in our mix, which is good. All right. Well, excellent. Thank you so much, guys. So uh, what about right now? What is there anything we're reading right now? Are you guys reading anything right now? You're waiting for a book from me. I am. <laughs> I am. Uh, I just, I just finished. Uh, I just finished the second book of Joel Rosenberg's the last Jihad series. So it's kind of like, uh, uh, Jack Bauer 24, but kind of from a Christian perspective and okay. uh, really, really, really fun, really interesting, uh, good action story, uh, good biblical prophecies kind of in there and looking at that. The, the name of that book was the last days. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Jill. I have a couple of heavier nonfiction books that I'm trying to get through right now. One of them is called How to Fight Racism by Jamar Tisby, um, which has been really eye-opening. And then the other one is called Jesus and John Wayne. And it's just about um, the church and mm, nationalism, maybe, is how you would put it. So Christian nationalism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Yeah, and I, right now I'm right in the middle of a book called Cultural Intelligence uh, by Daryl Bach. I find, I find it good. I can't recommend it yet. I don't know whether I'm going to ultimately re- see this as a book that I want to uh, um, recommend, but it's just a book about uh, having conversations, cultural conversations with people in a way that doesn't alienate people uh, or, or stop dialogue, but also doesn't compromise uh, your values, right? So, nice. so I'm finding that one very interesting. And then I just s- downloaded to read a book called "Them Before Us," and I don't remember the author's name. It's, I heard about it on a podcast. I'm really excited to read it, and it's just about asking kind of the question: What if, as a society or as people, um, are, we prioritize the well-being of children above? the well-being of adults? What if we decided to say what's best for children is what we're going to choose instead of what adults desire or what's best for them, right? And and what that might look like. As a children's pastor, I, I'm very interested to see kind of where she, don't know yet, wouldn't recommend that yet either. I don't know where she's going to go with that, but that's kind of, well. so we should do this again sometime mm-hmm. uh, and maybe up. share some of the things, yeah, follow up, share some of the things maybe that we uh, are continuing to read. Maybe uh, next time Derek's on vacation. They'll let us talk again, maybe. All right. Well, we'll thank you guys. We'll see how this one goes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not confident <laughs> for sure that it's going to all depend on the editing. <laughs> Good luck, Logan. <laughs>
All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in. It was a great privilege to get to talk with you and uh, we look forward to talking to you next time.